Today on the DML News Podcast, we have an invasion and it's getting worse in 2024 than it was in 2023. Plus, Joe Biden vacationing more than any of the other presidents have, or so says Trump. And Denny and I reveal our New Year's resolutions. So get ready because it's all unfiltered. Dennis Michael Lynch gives you his word and he will never let you down. He will always fight for America. The only one who really puts his money where his mouth is, is Dennis Michael Lynch. Hello, I'm Dennis Michael Lynch, and I thank you for joining me and Denny today on the first program here, episode one of 2024 of the DML News Podcast. Uh, you may notice changed the name of the podcast. It was the Dennis Michael Lynch Podcast, but now because I have uh, the smarter, younger version of myself, if I may... Uh, kidding, but uh, Denny now is joining me full-time on this program, so we thought it would be apropos to make it the DML News Podcast. That will be that going forward. Uh, we wish everybody uh, the greatest 2024 possible. We wish you great health, wealth, happiness, and all other things that you want for you and your family. Uh, Denny and I are going to talk about what we're looking to do on a personal and business and podcast level at the end of the program. Uh, we are going to have some interesting things for you here today. But one of the things we'll be doing at the beginning of every podcast for the rest of the year, uh, none of this stuff that we talk about has any meaning whatsoever if you're flat on your back, if you're not healthy, if you're not feeling well. So usually at the beginning of every year, people make resolutions, and on everybody's resolution list usually is lose weight, get more healthy, what have you. But unfortunately, most people burn out. Uh, I used to be one of those people who burn out. But I am proud to say that it has been now well over a year that I have kept my weight off and I have ate, uh, ate only healthy food 80%, 85% of the time. And one of the things that we're doing here in our new studio is we have in the back Ryan's Cafe. Ryan is a specialist as far as we're concerned when it comes to whipping together healthy stuff. So right now, Dennis and I, we have, uh, we have special cups on order, uh, stuff that we're going to let you uh, buy as well. But we have our Yeti cups right now. In here, we have our healthy shake of the day, which is banana, blueberry, um, almond peanut butter, ice, and lactose-free milk. Ryan whipped it together. Denny and I will be sipping on it as we go through. I can tell you it's delicious. And one of the things we will be offering you uh, in the weeks to come is showing you how Ryan makes these things and also posting the recipes for you. With that being said, Dennis, uh, we start off this program talking about something that we spent, I would say, the majority of our time last year talking about, and that is the invasion at the southern and northern border. Can't forget about the northern border. The southern border has become so horrific we have a lineup of different stories right here that we're going to talk about, uh, all new, fresh stuff. And then we should probably give a little bit of a, um, an analysis of how this is going to impact 2024 here in America and also for the election. Uh, real quick, what is your overall take of 2023 going into 2024 with this illegal evasion? And then I want to talk about what they're doing in New Jersey. Uh, this will come as major kudos, but maybe not in the most of positive topic load. But I think in 50 years from now, if the country's still around, your 
they come to America documentaries are going to be used as prophecy media mm. because uh, I don't even like using the term illegal immigration anymore. It's it's a legal invasion. Uh, it's obviously very coordinated. We've talked extensively about they are getting cell phones, they are getting packages, they're getting like support. Some of them are getting maps for major cities that they're getting dropped off in. Um, it, it's become so unprecedented in terms of the sheer number but also the type, you know, it's uh, not your grandfather's legal immigration anymore. It's not uh, Mexicans or Central Americans just crossing the border for the hopes of finding work. It is now completely military aged men on, on a dominant basis. A lot of them from dangerous countries in Africa and in the Middle East. And they're coming over in these cluster groups and you can tell that they have no means of assimilation. Um, they don't need to. One no, of the things no. we're going to show, I mean, they don't, they don't need the assimilation. Wait until we play the video from Chicago, um, and, and I'll explain why. But I want to start off in New Jersey, Dennis, because you know, it, your mother asked me the other day, she said, who, who started the whole buses to New York thing? And I said, that was Greg Abbott, uh, you know, the governor of Texas. And she said, that was brilliant. And I said, well, you know, it was brilliant, but it was also necessary. Because I think that a lot of Democrats uh, had a total crazy, crazy thought that the immigration issue at the border was a right-wing talking point. It wasn't that bad. And, and keep in mind why that is. Most people don't go down and visit the border. They live, right? They're living their, they're, they're living their lives. They got Barack Obama... Janet Napolitano, Mayorkas, Biden, whoever you want to, Jean Pierre, whatever, you know, the girl who plays for the other team, whoever it is that is up there as a Democrat saying the border's secure. So they've been lying to people and people are like, oh, you know what? It's secure. Maybe we're getting a little here, a little there, whatever it may be. They don't see the sheer numbers because you won't see it on any of the mainstream media, although they're starting to play it. So now when you take these buses and you send them to New York and you flood these people, and remember, this is a small little fraction of the overall people coming in that are getting bussed up. What's a bus carry? 50 people? Even if you sent 10 buses in one day every day, that's still 500. We're taking in 10,000, 12,000 every day. So it's a fraction of what's there, and it's overloading their systems. So Mayor Adams puts in this... Uh, hey, uh, we're not accepting buses anymore. So what happens now? They're sending the buses to Jersey, giving them tickets to go over to New York on the subway system. But the New Jersey mayor, who is a Democrat, who you will hear at the end of this clip, he says, we can't do that. Play the clip. Jersey City is a sanctuary city and has motel rooms on standby for migrants. December 30th, four buses arrived next door at the Secaucus Junction Station. Four of 11 buses that recently came up from the southern border. Ten from Texas and one from Louisiana, skirting Mayor Adams' bus arrival mandate in the city by dropping migrants off at New Jersey transit stations in Secaucus, Fanwood, Edison, and Trenton. Secaucus Mayor Michael Ganelli says it appears all the migrants arriving there were given tickets to board trains to the city. He adds that Secaucus will be working closely with the governor's office, all law enforcement agencies, and the county to monitor this situation, most agreeing that the ever-growing crisis calls for more help from state and federal officials. 
If it continues, it's kind of a regional approach from New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and uh, everybody would need to pitch in. The town of Edison, however, has its own answer, a charter bus to send migrants back to the southern border. The bus that arrived the other night was simply ordered to leave. Edison Township police officers did not know if any of those 40 individuals were carrying weapons. They couldn't be identified. And that is a major problem. That's a major security risk. It's a health risk. And we're just not going to tolerate that. Uh this is a huge national security risk, but I think it also kind of portrays something else. When it comes to specifically the Democrats, I think you got basically at this point two categories. Your smaller group, the inner elite circle that knows every playbook and every match, and then the Mayor Adams and uh, Democrat mayors, I should just say, and everyone below them that believe in the ideology message of this is a free country for everyone until reality hits them and they realize, oh my gosh, they're destroying my city. You see that just really quick. You see that in Adams, but you also see that in Brandon Johnson. I think we covered it a few weeks ago where he started uh, almost like literally whining on that news report about how uh, Abbott was sending illegals up into Chicago. Yeah, uh, Brandon Johnson being the the mayor of Chicago. Chicago. But when you listen to what that Democrat at the end of the clip says, he says, we didn't know if they had guns. We didn't know if they're dangerous people. We didn't know whether or not you know, they have disease. Do you know how long conservatives have been saying those sort of things and were marked as racists for that? There was a guy, looks like him, for those... Uh, just listening, Donald Trump, who came down an escalator and repeated a lot of the things that I had said in my films, as you uh, uh, acknowledged. Thank you. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. Some are good people. And he was that that signature line was the start of Donald J. Trump is a racist. What did he say? These people are turning away, these mayors in New Jersey, because there's more than just one, are turning away these buses because they now have the same fears that we have been screaming about for decades. Yes, and, and even going back to those uh, two little groups I broke down, Johnson and, and Adams, there's no doubt. They're bozos, uh, they're boneheads, I should say. That Their policies have been ineffective for cities, but... They want to address this national security risk because when your city becomes more dangerous, your likelihood of reelection, you know, is at jeopardy. Whereas when you get someone, you would think so, though, right? Whereas uh, when you get someone like Mayorkas, who wasn't necessarily voted in, he was assigned to that role. He gets his Secret Service protections. To him, he, I almost think he doesn't really care about the national security risk. Like it, it, every action he has taken so far with the border would be counterintuitive to actually safeguarding national security. So it makes you wonder, uh, what's the other objective here at play with, with the Biden administration literally funneling in these hundreds of thousands of unvetted migrants? Look, you know, I, I'm going to go on a little tangent here for one second to just kind of give a story of something that happened. The mother and I, over the weekend, uh, she was going through her phone, and she gets, you know, your mother, she's got the email news app, but she also looks at the Apple news and the Google news, and it's always coming through her stuff. She's a headline surfer, right? And she does it from both sides sort of thing. And uh, she says to me, oh my goodness, look at this. And I said, what is it? And something in the Apple feed or the Google feed, I can't remember which one, said, look at uh, black recipes 
It was like, you know, for, for black people, black recipes. And she said, can you imagine if there was a feed that said, look at white recipes? I said, you know what? I said, it's, it's, it's the holiday, so I wasn't working. I said, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back this year. I am going to push back. I'm going to do it politely. I'm going to do it in a way that um, uh, carries its integrity. But when I see stuff of that nature, I am going to push back. You know, hey, guess what? This is great for white people. This banana shake, it's great for white people. That's it. I don't know if it's great for black people. I'm not a black person. It's great for white people. I'm going to play the same game they do. Why do they get one set of rules and we don't get one set of rules? Now, truth be told is, I'd like to just say, this is great for all people, right? But they're not playing that same game. So why is it they get the the pass and we don't get the pass? I bring that up because you bring up Mayorkas. Mayorkas, listen to his last name. He's Mayorkas. He sees his fellow friends coming in through the border. He wants to, look, first of all, he's a Democrat. Second of all is Mayorkas. It speaks for itself, right? We're going to play another video. We're going to take people to Chicago, all right? Chicago, like New York, like New Jersey, is another place of blue. It's blueism all over the place. And now these folks are looking up. They're seeing what it is that blueism does to a city and to a state, and they're shocked. They're shocked into how can this happen? Now, in Chicago, they have elected officials called aldermen's. So we're going to play this right now. This is an alderman on CNN talking about the migrant crisis and how it is negatively impacting Chicago. I want you to, when you're listening to this, I want you to think of a few things. Number one, listen to how hard it is for this guy to put together a sentence. Number two is, look at who this guy is and say to yourself, how did he get elected into office? Play the clip. Can you tell us the conditions that these migrants are facing as they arrive in your communities? Well, thank you very much for the, the opportunity. And, it, and it's really dire in, uh, in communities like ours. We had uh, the recent death of a five-year-old boy, Giancarlo Martinez, because of the many, many conditions and really uh, poor conditions that are set for the new neighbors in our communities. We have, we have to really congregate as many as in one of our shelters, 2,500 people uh, in, in a matter of weeks because of the lack of, lack of support at the federal level and because of these tactics of human trafficking that are putting uh, at risk the lives of new neighbors and also the safety of Chicagoans across the city. Uh, we've seen uh, these inhumane uh, practices also have caused the life of a three-year-old little girl only months ago in transit from, from Texas uh, to Chicago. We've seen the conditions worsening um, because of the um, tactics that continue to be worsening. Now we see uh, Governor Abbott even sending uh, people uh, by plane, uh, which is putting really uh, our communities not only in, at risk, but it's really uh, putting our, our whole communities at the brink of, um, of collapse. So, Dennis, other than this guy having a very hard time putting together a sentence, right? And you're thinking, I'm thinking to myself, wait a second. Is he one of the people who just came off the buses? But aside from that, when I take a, a, a deep listen into what he's actually saying, he's saying cities like ours are on the brink of collapse because we're taking in these migrants at the level that we are. They're finally seeing it. Thank you, uh, uh, Mr. Abbott. 
and they blame it on Abbott. That's why these people, this is why I say that when Democrats die, it should be a law that their brain is actually autopsied and studied because something doesn't fire. He is literally blaming Greg Abbott for the problem that he has. And that's because Democrats are dumb and short-minded. It's not Abbott's problem. It's Joe Biden, your fellow Democrat. That's who's doing this. And they fail to see it. They just want to blame it on Abbott. And if it was Trump in office, then they'd be blaming the racist Trump. That's the thing. We could study the brain, but I, I can only imagine how far ignorance goes where it just becomes deception at this point. Mm. He knows that it's a, okay, this is Biden just literally not protecting our borders. So in typical Democrat leftist fashion, I need to deflect and blame because I can never be held accountable. That's their whole scheme. They're never held accountable. When do you, when have you last heard a Democrat say, I'm sorry, I got it wrong. That's, that's probably the number one rule in their entire playbook to never state Honestly, it's almost kind of across the board with plenty of politicians. But uh, when it comes to Democrats, especially in the year now 2024, uh, it's deflect and blame and see how long you just push off the issues without it coming back down on your shoulders. We keep talking about how we feel that in 2024, you know, some kind of maybe big event is going to happen. We're not sure in what form. Is it small events leading up to one big? Even uh, what's her name? Catherine Herridge. She called it the Black Swan event a few weeks ago when she was doing a news report regarding national security risk. Uh, my fear is that we're heading towards the road of amnesty. I would not be shocked if, I would not be surprised actually at all if at some point in this year, especially before the election, uh, Biden comes out and says, you know, with the influx that we've had, uh, and these are people who want to start a new life, we need to go the Reagan route and just give full-on amnesty. Now, we know what happened when that happened. Gives amnesty to a million immigrants. What was it? Four or five million that actually were given the amnesty. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I have appreciation and, and love for Reagan, as, as many Republicans do. I think one of his biggest failures, however, is not only just the amnesty, but how he approached immigration altogether. You could look at some of his old speeches, and he would talk about how you could be Chinese, you could be Turkish, you could be from wherever, and you're more than welcome here. That's what it means to be American. Well, I disagree at this point. I almost value the homogeneous uh, you know, populations in South Korea and Japan. You go walk Tokyo and Seoul and you're not going to go get you know, carjacked or robbed or stabbed. I mean, there's actually social media, social media videos of people showing how it's like you can go walk a street at midnight there and, and not have your worries. You can't do that here at this point. I could tell you you can't do it here at this point. And the fact that we have an administration that doesn't really care about the national security risk. It just makes me believe that this is all for gaining the votes. And by doing that, it's let an entire population of unlike-minded people in and then give them amnesty because we can't. Well, the problem with the amnesty, as you painted up there, he would not be able to get amnesty passed unless you had Republicans that crossed the aisle. And we have some issues with that, though. Of course we do. So... Um, you know, if he said, hey, let's let's give an amnesty. I mean, ultimately, he could try doing an executive order. It would fall flat on its face, uh, although Obama did the executive order for DACA and it was allowed to sort of stay in place. And the Republicans never did fight back. I, you know, look, maybe you have something there. I mean, I go back. I look at the you know, w- one of the things we've done here with this set 
is, and I purposely picked these out, um, handed them myself. I looked for them. I searched for them very, very deeply. One of the things that Dennis has right there uh, on his sign, I don't know, Ryan, if you can see it or not through that camera, but it says Border Patrol doubles as Operation Wetback is set. We had a thing called Operation Wetback, right? It was more than 50 years ago. It was under Eisenhower. And Eisenhower, basically, the reason why we called them Wetback is because they came across the Rio, and then when they came over, their their backs were wet. If you use wet back now, that's almost as bad as the N-word, right? But it was Operation Wetback. Basically was deportation. Get rid of these people. Turn them back. We don't want them anymore. We can't take them. They're not supposed to be here. He was doing deportations like crazy. It was a major headline. We actually, a headline. Border Patrol doubles as Operation Wetback set. Not, if you saw that today, all right, and that was a, Going back, I can't see that. My, my eyes aren't that good. It's 1954. Is that what it was? July 14, 1954? Yes. 1954. Yes. So in 1954, right? How many years ago? Oh my God, that's almost 70, 70 years ago. 70 years ago, we were allowed to speak normal. We were allowed to deport people who had no uh, right to be here. And that's when the numbers were small. Now, if you were to say, hey, we need something like an Operation Wetback, you're automatically a racist. You're automatically you know, being pushed on as if you are part of the KKK, which is absolutely insanity. I agree that in 2024, this is going to be the story. That's why we decided to lead the year off with this whole story and we're spending a lot of time on it. Because as the months go by, this problem isn't going to stop. It's not going to stop. It's happening all the time. Now, the more sexier story is Israel Israel, and bombs going off and Iran now sending a ship into the sea and, and, and China. This is the story. This is the disease. This is the, 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 the crime that's happening every day by the tens of thousands. And it's going to change the face of this nation forever. Talk about what's going on in Maryland. Well, I just even want to say, I mean, uh, California used to vote Republican. You know when they stopped? Reagan passed amnesty. That was that was the year when it switched. Speaking of that, we don't have this as a, a listed item, but there was a, a news brief. It was one of the top things on the DML News app over the weekend that California now is making uh, health insurance mm-hmm. right available for illegal aliens. And the Maryland story you pointed out, um, Howard County, which is in Maryland, uh, mm-hmm. they are now pushing under the guise of the Fourteenth Amendment, which just seems to be utilized a lot these days or attempted to. Uh, they now want to make it so that uh, for school board seats, there can officially be a member seat that's exclusively voted on by only illegal immigrants. So you would have to be an actual illegal to vote for a specific seat on the school board so that there's representation for illegal children and anchor babies. The fact that this is being allowed to be done. It's discrimination. It's not only is it discrimination. <laughs> But it's the chipping away of the United States of America. It is the chipping away of the fabric of this nation, what it was built on. Why have a constitution? Why have rule of law? Why have stop signs? Why have red lights, green lights? Why? Why have any of it? You know? Why have any of it? It doesn't make sense. If you're, you're, if you're only going to assign certain rules and certain laws to certain people, and you're going to just let the other people pass... You do not have a country. 
you have chaos, and chaos is third world. Now, going back to the numbers for a second, you had pointed out to me, in fact, I think you sent it to me um, over the weekend, Elon Musk had retweeted something about the birth rates versus the illegal aliens here in the United States. What's that number look like? So it's encompassing of encounters, but since actually August, September, the official illegal immigrant encounter rate uh, has surpassed the American birth rate. Yeah, so with these official numbers that uh, Elon had tweeted out, it's monthly numbers, but back in August, September, the official illegal immigrant encounter rate exceeded the American birth rate, which I think American birth rate was hovering around the 300,000 range, whereas now uh, illegal encounters, all-encompassing, has exceeded that since August, September. It's a number that is so scary, but it's also a number that people will just ignore. People don't like numbers. You know, they don't like numbers. Truth be told, this is Obama's plan to fundamentally trans, uh, transform the United States of America. And damn it, one of the things we need to do, Ryan, I do it today or this week, we need to find the clip of me and Megyn Kelly when I'm on Megyn Kelly's show. You talk about how my films go, will come back and be, you know, the archive. Prophecy media. And you know what kills me about that is they come to America One. I was contacted by the National Security, the NSA, and asked me whether or not they can use my film to train new recruits. I wonder how that whole went. Because I said, sure, take it. Well, we want to license it. I said, no, you don't need to pay me a thing. Take it. Show it to people. Obviously, if they are showing it to people, it's going in one ear and out the other. But I told Megyn Kelly, I remember this sitting in that Fox News. She's saying about how Obama and Obamacare was going to fundamentally transform. I said, you're crazy. That's an insurance policy. These people coming in, this is how you transform a nation. You change its face. And now we're outpacing the birth rate of U.S. citizens with illegal aliens. This country's on pace for absolute disaster unless it is that we can get Trump back in office. And I want to try to sort of switch over to that here for a second, going over something with Biden. But, you know, one of the things that I think we've got to pound on, we've got a message hard. Trump has got a message hard on is that the crime in this country is out of control. There is a new story out about the violent crime in Washington, D.C., the homicide rates, the homicide rate of Washington, D.C. in 2023 was larger than it ever was dating back all the way to 1997. We are like out of control. Violent crime in Washington, D.C., 2023 year-to-date comparison, okay? Homicide is up 28%. Sex abuse crimes, up 6%. Assault with a dangerous weapon, up 3%. Robbery, up 67%. Total crime overall, up 39%. And that's just in Washington, D.C., where the most powerful people in the country reside every day. They're doing nothing about it, Dennis. I believe the Democrats, because Washington, D.C. is Democrat-ran, I believe the Democrats believe in that transformation plan and they realize that when they eliminate people like you myself your brother other people listening to this program when they eliminate people who believed in operation wetback 
when they eliminate the way that the white picket fence had always dictated the great American experience, and they're just making it a free-for-all, and they know that this is going to be a land of peasants if things can continue the way that they are right now. And, and look, I mean, this, this is beyond just the U.S. This is internationally in Europe right now. I mean, I think the World Economic Forum meets in a few weeks or in a few months, and it's like they're laughing at our face. The theme this year is trust, you know? Uh, seriously, I mean, I, I remember last year there was a report of how many prostitutes actually went to Switzerland when when the event was happening. It, it's a bunch of like-minded people who was aligned with the Democrats, like Klaus uh, Schwab. Uh, you know, people where they make these decisions that will affect everyone else but them. And I think at this point they've kind of put it into our face. A big thing is the Great Replacement Theory. Take a bunch of predominantly white cultured societies influx them with migrants that literally do not care to assimilate. There was even a video of, of a Muslim migrant in, in Canada, because Canada has it terribly right now, too. And he said, he's like, I don't answer to your queen. I don't answer to your prime minister. I answer to Allah. You know, I'm here because I was allowed, and I will always follow Allah until Allah is the law of the land here. So that is what I'm saying. It, it is not just necessarily the idea of, oh, we got to help these migrants. It's never been about that. Klaus Schwab, the Democrats, they could care less about the safety of these migrants that they're bringing in. They know bringing them in causes unrest and unsafety for actual you know, tax-paying, law-abiding citizens, and we're going to suffer for it. It's, it's heart-wrenching to think about. The other day, uh, we went shopping. You were with me. I posted this photo on Facebook. Ryan, make sure you toss this up. Put this up there. There is this photo right here. You'll see I put it on Facebook. It's me holding an, uh, a big, huge sword from the Excalibur night days or whatever. And uh, I put that photo on Facebook and said, uh, I just bought this sword for $90. Tell me where it is that you think I should put it. And then I put in parentheses, be nice. Hmm. And... The majority of the people on that feed referenced somehow, some way, Brandon. How's that? We'll say that. So this way the AI doesn't pick up. And they, they didn't fully make the sentence because they knew that they would be targeted, right? Now, they were being sarcastic. I don't know if they were saying shove it up his buttocks or whatever, whatever it was. Think about that. If you or somebody else right now, whether over a podcast, a video, putting a note on social media, were to make some sort of slight reference that you were going to go after somebody, you would be, you'd be targeted. You'd have the FBI at your house. We have somebody that you just mentioned telling Canadians, and we have the same thing happening here in the United States of America, we are going to basically take over your country. We are going to change this. We're doing it right now in front of you. We're, giving, we're telling you our plan, and you're doing nothing about it. You're doing nothing about it. So somebody who just jokes and says, oh, put that sword up, you know, uh, Brandon's buttocks, shove it up his buttocks, they'll get on a list. They're going to get a phone call. It was a joke. Right? Like if you said to me, hey, what should I do? I said, shove it up here, you know what? 
But if you say you're going to take over this country and that the other people coming are taking over this country and that you have every plan of doing this, that, and that, and it's all detrimental to national security, you're just going to get blown off. You're just going to keep on letting people in. It doesn't make any sense. It is completely upside down. I'll tell you what, though. When you look at Joe Biden and what Joe Biden has done so far, you shouldn't be surprised by the fact we are alienating the people of this country and supporting those who want to come in and take the country and change it into something it's not. There is a very interesting article that I just read about four times that Joe Biden has left Americans, basically left them behind. Number one is in Afghanistan. The Biden administration boasted that it evacuated more than 120,000 people during the chaotic and deadly withdrawal from Afghanistan, but they managed to leave more than 800 Americans behind enemy lines. Nobody ever talks about that anymore. We do. We had 13 American service people uh, killed in that, and never, never did one senior military leader ever be held accountable. All right? Number two is in Sudan. The Biden administration left an estimated 16,000 private American citizens in Sudan in April to find their own means out of the country as it devolved into violent conflict. They told people Americans should have no expectation of a U.S. government coordinated evacuation at this time. And we expect that that's going to remain the case. Right. And they said that Americans should find their own way. Meanwhile, meanwhile, other countries such as France, they sent warships to help evacuate their citizens, not Joe Biden. Israel, we just saw that, right? After Hamas launched a massive terror attack on October 7, Americans in the country at the time could not make contact with the U.S. Embassy and were forced to make their own way home. Great, great tweet by Josh Hawley says, while Hamas holds Americans hostage, Joe Biden is enjoying a picnic with a live band. And the White House had actually tweeted out that they were having a late afternoon live band at the White House. And then, of course, East Palestine, Ohio, which is one of the most disgusting things I have ever seen a president not do for his citizens. After a train derailment in February led to a toxic chemical spill in East Palestine, Ohio, that poisoned the community's air and water, Biden said he would visit. However, Biden never made it there. But Donald Trump did. As a note on that, by the way, I saw recent videos as early as mid-December, so a few weeks ago. The water's still bad there. So whoever went and said there's no issues, I mean, you'll see people tossing rocks into the river stream, and uh, what's popping out of that water does not look natural by any means. Well, Dennis, one of the reasons why maybe he's not going is because he's always on vacation, (laughs) right? That's another huge thing that people have to recognize, right? Trump totally ripped into... Uh, Joe Biden about all of his vacations. Right. But, you know, the what is this? I don't know the numbers here. Do you have the numbers on this whole thing? About how many times he had gone? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Biden. So over the course of his entire presidency, according to the RNC, as previously reported by Breitbart News, mm-hmm. Biden has spent a whopping 417 days mm-hmm. or 39 percent of the time since he took office. On vacation. 40%, Dennis, 40% of the time that Joe Biden has been president, he's spent on vacation. The other 60%, his brain has been on vacation. 
leaving Americans to die, leaving the borders wide open, making inflation go crazy, interest rate hikes, everything's a freaking mess, homicides up, crime is up, morale is down. Joe Biden has to go. Donald J. Trump needs to be the next president of the United States of America. Yeah, and you know, it's, it, the, the hypocrisy is always ironic because uh, I recall during Trump's presidency, every time he was on vacation, the media would lose its head. But what was hysterical is that in those um, vacation uh, measure counts, they would include when he would go to Mar-a-Lago, which if you recall during his years, Mar-a-Lago basically became White House 2.0. Right. So he even says in this interview, you know, when I was there, I had leaders like uh, the, I can't remember his name, the prime minister from Japan. He would come and visit Trump there. He would have world leaders and other people come and, and visit him. Whereas when Biden goes on vacation, he literally like blacks out. He doesn't take phone calls. He doesn't meet with leaders. It is legitimate. They're sticking him on a chair at Rehoboth Beach you know, just tanning away. But, you know, when, when it's yeah. Trump, he'll get scrutinized. But when it's the media, it's it, they completely downplay every time he's going on vacation. You just said the most important thing so far in 2024 and why it is that we have to be so geared up for so many different things, at least here on the DML News podcast, the DML News app, and all other things that we're going to do this year, which we're going to talk about right now. We're going to wrap up the show with that. You said the word media. Until the media changes its tone, until the media and social media allow the word to get out to people, uh, things are never going to change. So I believe, and I predicted this in our predictions that we did before we took the break for Christmas. I believe the right wing, if that's what you want to call us, the right wing media is going to be the difference this year. It is going to be small outlets like us who continue to pound the pavement, pound the waves, pound everything, keep on giving short clips and people the information they need to know. That's going to be the difference between us winning this year and us losing your take on that totally agree i mean look everyone who's listening we don't really need to tell you how uh, scammy cnn is it's become kind of apparent but it's like now that you know that they are you know a scamish organization you get to just kind of find the um, proponents of propaganda that they push great example new year's eve two examples uh they have green day uh perform which i'm sure plenty have uh watched their performance if they did and they changed Green, Green Day, Green Day is, the, is an American is band. band. Yes, band. and it's a rock band. Yep. Yes, and they changed their lyrics to insult MAGA and Trump, which I've done in the past. They haven't been relevant in years, but the fact that they're choosing them to be the headliner for New Year's Eve says it all. And for anyone who maybe didn't have their New Year's Eve kiss, because I did, so I didn't pay attention. But when you look back at their um, their stream for this year, they do the countdown, and what's the first cutaway they go to? interracial gay couple, not just kissing, like tongue making out for a good five to six second visual. So when you see that, you realize something. One, CNN will always find their way to put in their little propaganda messages. Same with MSNBC, same with ABC, all the major medias, because they're all kind of owned by the same people. And you just realize that their priorities are completely effed up. Yeah. So why why would you want to put them on the TV? Skip them. Go to more independent organizations that are actually looking out for the benefit of the U.S. Because in my and I'll end here. My thing for twenty twenty four, we have to be 
as pro-America as possible. The more migrants, we've said it before, I think there should even be a complete stop on legal immigration. We have plenty of people. And yes, we have some dominant allies out there in other nations, but they either abuse our relationship or they're maybe even blackmailing us to be as friendly as possible with them. So we need to get to a point where America is actually back in the leading position, standing shoulder to shoulder with China, Iran, and Russia, because they're just going to keep you know, powering themselves up and we're just going to fall to this uh, migrant invasion. Agreed. Uh, so a few things to let everybody know about. First of all, today, Tuesday, really is our first podcast of the year. Again, we, cha- we changed the name from the DML podcast with the Dennis Michael Lynch podcast to the DML News podcast. Slight little change, almost sounds the same, but it is different. You'll see that this is listed as episode number one. That's the way it's going to be. But going forward uh, for this week, Dennis and I are going to lay out some of the things that you need to know. We didn't want to do it all in one podcast. It would take too long. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to just real briefly here at the end tell you about some of the podcasts that we have coming out during the year. We're going to roll it out. We can't do it all at once. We're just too small of a group here. Uh, But we are going to tell you about what it is that you can look forward to. So uh, obviously today we started with the new DML News podcast on January 8, which is next week, uh, I will start coming to you every morning at 7 a.m. with a new podcast. It's a small video-based podcast called Best Pals. It is a health uh, and wellness podcast. It is based on meditation, breathing, uh, prayer, eating right, all the things. Best Pals is an acronym, but I'll get into that uh, when it starts but that starts on January 8th at 7 a.m. every single morning. Then on January 15th, Denny will be hosting his own um, program, and that is a short one called The Crazy Left. So we used to have Crazy Left as a segment in here. We have now pulled it out, and it's going to be Dennis on his own going into the big screen. Uh, you can't see it from these camera angles, but the big screen, and Dennis is going to bring you some of the most lunacy clips that you have ever seen in your life. Also, uh, starting tomorrow, you'll see every single day up on the DML News app, there is a thing called the DML 2024 clip. We're going to put a short clip every single day up on the app for you to be able to share. So this way, we can get a lot of momentum for the 2024 victory lap that we're going to take come November. Also, uh, later in the month, We have my new podcast called Future Ready, where we're going to be going into the living room. I'll be having somebody in there with me, a person of substance, a person of uh, expertise, a person who's doing something sensational. It's non-political. It's about things outside the realm of politics and news, but it's going to be an hour to an hour and a half conversation, a one-on-one conversation, which you're just going to absolutely love. That starts on January 26th. Uh, This weekend, we bring back the Wine and Talk with Miss Mary and myself. That will be every single weekend, every single Saturday. And then uh, towards the latter part of, um, oh, no, I'm sorry, the beginning part of February, we have Ryan's Cafe, which is a biweekly podcast where these uh, all these magical shakes and, and, and sandwiches and everything else that Ryan makes that's healthy, we'll be doing it from the kitchen. It'll be a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. And then uh, at the end of this month, and at the end of almost every month, eight months out of the year, we have what feels like a documentary-style podcast called Life After 50. And I won't get into details about that now. I'm just going to tell you, though, you are absolutely going to love it. It really zeroes down 
in my life, both past and present, from a business, personal, and um, I guess you would say family perspective. And we use a great, great, interesting video uh, to sort of tell a story about the parts of America that really need fixing and how it is that it can be easily fixed. You're absolutely going to love it. But that is what we've got coming up from a podcast standpoint. Tomorrow's show, we will talk about the new news feed on the DML News app. Real quick, Dennis, I'm sure you have many, but if you just had one, what's your resolution for 2024? Uh, you know, I, I would say, kind of, I want to say, you know, uh, trust, because that's the World Economic Forum's, you know, theme. But I would say uh, definitely confidence, because I think to be optimistic, you know, uh, there's going to be, well, actually to be more realistic, I should say, there's going to be a lot of hurdles facing the country come this year. So I think the best thing is obviously to have hope and faith, but you can't always just solely rely on hope. And, you know, faith goes far, but I think we need to all be confident that we can get through this and we can get to November 2024 with the hopes that Joe Biden is no longer going to be president following that month. Uh, My resolution for the year is to, every time I face something of negativity, try to find something positive that could come out of it. So we're almost singing the same song, which is good, because maybe our our, our efforts will really lead to something special. But we live in a world of gloom and doom. And one of the reasons why I put these uh, pictures the way I did, most of them, if you look at them, the majority of them are all positive. Uh, This country can get out of the dark abyss it is currently in we're going to have scars from this there's no way we're coming out of this squeaky clean but we can repair what we have going on right now and i do believe that we're going to do it and that's the way i'm going to stay uh, for this entire year on a positive note so to leave you on a positive note we thank you for being with us today hope you'll be with us tomorrow as always we sign off by saying may god bless you and may god bless your family and may you bless these united states and uh with all luck with you tomorrow have a good day everybody get the dennis michael lynch podcast every day by subscribing on apple podcasts or spotify and download the dmail news app from the google play store or the apple app store for breaking news merchandise films exclusive content and team dmail